0: Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz, from Walking Dead Now. I want to welcome all of our viewers tonight. If you're joining us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit our website right up there at deadtalklive.com. And also, if you haven't uh, visited, us, visited us on YouTube, our channel's name is called Walking Dead Now. Go ahead and go on over there and check it out. And if you're there right now, please hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. want to welcome all of our viewers. So what do you guys think of the new background? This is season two, season two of Dead Talk Live, officially started this past Monday. We've had so many guests in the last 72 uh, hours, 48 hours, that you guys have just been seeing little bits and corners of it here and there. But here's the whole new background for season two. Daryl, where is he? He's actually right behind me standing on the rock. You see all the walker hands. It looked like they're coming after me. They're not. They're going after Daryl. I want to thank Andrew, who uh, made this background. And, uh, you know, my daughter worked on the border. So I think it's pretty cool. Give this a try for our second season of Dead Talk Live. And I'm pretty psyched about it. Uh, let's see who we have here with us tonight. CC Wheezy is with us on YouTube. Khaleesi is joining us. Nicholas Jan Step, Singer Chick, Summer is with us. Welcome to all you guys on YouTube. Let's see who do we got on Instagram. Uh, let's see, Faith is with us. Dallas, Lohas is giving us Smiley Love Face. So Heel is waving at us um andrew valentine is with us liking the new background thank you andrew uh lou Klein is also with us welcome to all you guys i hope you guys are enjoying your uh, wednesday evening it's been a hell of a 72 hours uh since sunday we got the walking dead finale we got the world beyond premiere Uh, Monday night, we had Greg Nicotero, Tom Savini, and Anthony Timpone as our guests. Man, talk about a panel there. Uh, I told you guys that I would have a surprise for Monday. Uh, Then yesterday, we had an amazing chat with the star of The Walking Dead World Beyond, Aaliyah Royale. What a fascinating young woman. Uh, I loved her as Iris... And she was great. I mean, there's no other word to describe uh, that interview last night. She was amazing. I'm so happy for her. And she is going to have such a successful career ahead of her. I'm just really psyched. And everybody who watched last night, we couldn't help but just be so happy for her. And all the hard work that she's put in to... Getting to where she's at right now. Just really happy for her. Lindsay Sparks is with us on Facebook saying great interview last night. Thank you. It was a great interview. Uh, It was amazing for me sitting on this end of it and talking to her and asking her all those questions. It it was just a great one-on-one talk. And I'm glad you guys got to uh, watch it and enjoy it as well. Uh, Ismail is with us on YouTube as well. Uh, Jan Step says it's Thursday morning where she's at. Juan is with us on Instagram. You know, I just realized that I haven't talked to you guys like like this since last Wednesday. No, so, no sorry, Friday. So it's been uh, five days because Friday was the last time it was just me and you guys. Saturday, we had the whole team up here. Sunday, we took off. ...for the Walking Dead finale and the premiere. And we are not going to be broadcasting on Sundays... ...as long as there's a Walking Dead show on TV. Monday we had that mega panel with Greg Nicotero... ...Tom Savini, Tony Timpone, ...and then of course yesterday we had Aaliyah. So here we are today. This is Season 2 of Dead Talk Live, Episode number 3. And I'm excited to have all you guys with me. And we have some new guest announcements... That's right. More guests are coming. A lot more are coming. Let me bring that up. Uh, So today we got confirmed that Lorenzo James Henry, who played Chris on Fear the Walking Dead, seasons 1 and 2, is going to be joining us on Tuesday, October 13th. Really psyched to talk to um, Lorenzo, who played Chris, Chris was one of those characters who, oh man, the opinions on Chris vary the spectrum. Some liked him, some understood him, some hated the character of Chris, and uh, I saw an interesting post on my promo pick for him today. It just simply said, I did not like him, and my response to that was, that's because he did an amazing job, because... That's how you were supposed to feel about Chris. You were either not supposed to like him. You were either supposed to love him. You were either supposed to sympathize with him. or But you were definitely not supposed to feel indifferent to the character of Chris on Fear of the Walking Dead. And an amazing job by Lorenzo playing the character of Chris. And I'm really excited to have him joining us. And... This confirmation came in literally about 20 minutes ago. I have not had a chance to post this announcement, but on Friday, October 16th, we are being joined by Vincent Ward, who played Oscar in season three of The Walking Dead. Remember Oscar, the prisoner, along with Axel? Uh... And he died tragically during the Maggie and Glenn rescue at Woodbury. A lot of people were heartbroken. Oscar was a beloved character. Uh, And he is going to be with us. Oscar is going to be uh, joining us on the 16th of October, Friday. Really psyched about that. Uh, Like I said, I mean, he was just a beloved character. And, uh, I'm just really psyched to have him on here. I'm going to have, we, I have a ton of questions for him on his time on The Walking Dead. Uh, and just the, the character of Oscar in general. So really looking forward to that. So like I said, pretty cool. Two brand new guests that have been announced today. Plenty of more coming down the pipeline. So stay tuned. To see our entire list, just go to the website, DeadTalkLive.com, and you will see all our upcoming guests. Summer Springer says, Woohoo, my favorite scene of Oscar is when he was in the cell and exited about the house shoes. and Sorry, excited about the house shoes for relaxing. I remember that. I remember that scene. But, it, you know... By the time they killed him off during that Maggie and Glenn rescue uh, at Woodbury, he sacrificed himself. He left himself open to uh, the gunshot that ultimately killed him, and it was Maggie who had to put him down uh, after he died from the gunshot. Uh, So if you guys do not remember that, go back and rewatch it. Go back and rewatch... Season 3, uh, and he was in the first half of Season 3, all the way up until that Glenn and Maggie rescue. So, let's see, we have not actually had a chance to officially discuss the Walking Dead finale, uh, or the premiere of World Beyond. This is our first opportunity. We've had guests for the last two days, and, you know... I've been getting messages uh, crazy from people. I knew this was going to happen. I knew that, you know, everybody, you know, like I always say, everybody's opinion is respected here as long as it's displayed respectfully. Uh, And I listened to all your guys' opinion on the show. The wide consensus is the majority of You guys, the fans, including me, liked the finale. I loved it. I loved the finale. I heard the complaints, Beta died too soon. Uh, We didn't get to find out who that masked person is. It's because it's nobody we know. Uh, Everybody had built up this hype that that masked ninja person was someone that they knew. uh, Dwayne was a very popular guest. And I said, no, guys, it's nobody we know. Uh, We have not gotten confirmation that the crew that Maggie's rolling with, including that masked ninja person, is the Commonwealth. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. We officially got to meet the Commonwealth at the end of the episode. Uh, Those were the guys with the uh, Stormtrooper outfits. That came in and surrounded Eugene, Ezekiel, uh, Princess, and Yumiko. That is the Commonwealth. Whether that's the Commonwealth that was with Maggie, uh, we don't know officially. We're not. We're gonna have to wait until next season to find that out. Uh, but there were a lot of people upset that. We didn't find out who that masked person is because they're nobody. There, there's nobody. It's nobody you've met before. Uh, it's still no secret. It's still, it's still, it's not Dwayne. It's not, you know. I, I, we all heard the guesses: Connie, Dwayne, Maggie. Uh, and I kept saying over and over again, guys, it's nobody we know. What surprised me about the finale, I'm gonna be completely honest here, is that and I've discussed this plenty of times on the show, is that when Aaron was being held at gunpoint, I really thought that he knew the person who was holding him at gunpoint. Apparently, there was nothing to that. Uh, It was just a look of him being surprised uh, of being surrounded. That's it. Uh, I, I I did it myself. I looked too much into it. But it was just a look. He didn't recognize the person. Uh, I asked Greg, to, uh, Greg about this when he was here on Monday on how that whole opening sequence uh, kind of went by really quickly. The You know, the first minutes of the show before we got to see the opening credits, uh, it was really the trailer. It was that trailer that we got uh, at the end of episode 15, six months ago, uh, somehow uh, Aaron and Alden escaped, uh, presumably because that mass Ninja person came in and Maggie was also there. That's what we're left to presume. We didn't see it happen we're, and we're not going to get to see how that unfolded. But they did. They escaped uh, by you know with the help of Maggie. And, uh, you know, Mr. Mass Ninja Person. And Aaron and Alden led them to the hospital, which saved Gabriel's life. And I was right about Beta dying. The majority of the people here agreed with me that Beta was going to die in this finale. And he did. Uh... There were a few people who did not see him dying. I said, if I'm wrong about Beta, I will come on here and eat my words. That's not going to happen. Beta did die. I was wrong about Gabriel and Ezekiel. I uh, was pretty certain that we were going to lose both of them. So there's still more to tell in their characters. When um, when Gabriel was pinned to the ground and whisperers were surrounded him, I just was ready. I'm like, he's this is it. This is how he's gonna go. And like I said on this show, he's gonna go out a hero, which he would have. Well, he was a hero. You don't have to die to be a hero. He stayed behind, so Judith and the rest of them can go down the elevator shaft. But he got rescued. Uh, Maggie came to the rescue and saved Gabriel, which makes me very happy uh, that we, you know, Gabriel is still going to be around for at least one more episode. Remember, guys, this is The Walking Dead. Just because a person survived one instance and one episode does not mean they're going to make it through the opener of season 11. I hope he does, but Gabriel survived season 10. And he will live to see another day. And I'm very grateful about that. Also, Ezekiel. uh, Probably a little bit more of a bigger surprise for me. Ezekiel survived as well. So we get to see him also for at least one more episode. Uh, You know, he still has cancer. He's surrounded by the commonwealth. We don't know if Stephanie is there. Uh, Stephanie was supposed to keep her rendezvous a secret from the rest of her community. Obviously, that didn't happen. They were expecting them. They were waiting for them. And they surrounded them. Now, obviously, their intent is not to kill them because they told them to lower their weapons, which they did. And I like the grit that we saw in Princess. Uh, Not willing to drop her knife. And that look of... Damn. When she did drop her knife, when they got the drop on her. I thought that was pretty cool. I loved Princess in this finale. Uh, Her line to Eugene about him being so horny was hysterical. So... This episode wrapped up a lot. Okay? And we got to see Connie. Uh, Don't know where she's been uh what's happened to her she looked like i mean she looked like she was in bad shape uh she it looks like she was not mixed in with the whisperers so where has she been all this time we don't know all right she was just fumbling barely keeping her footing stumbling from one tree to the next finally collapsed to the ground. We see the horse approach her. And lo and behold, it's Virgil. So Virgil and Connie are, you know, going to be uh, traveling partners. And how they're going to communicate is going to be a trip. You know, I guess you can write notes, but she's in bad shape. She's hurt. Something happened to her because that whatever we saw her And whatever she's dealing with, in you know, when she collapsed, it's not from the cave incident. Uh, Her and Magna have been separated for a while after they got out of the caves. So we just have to wait and find out. Uh, You know, we could speculate all we want, and just like we did for the last six months. And look how many times, on how many different instances, we were just completely dead wrong. Uh, and I was guilty of that as well with the Aaron and the gunpoint thing. Let's see what you guys are saying. Um, let's see. Uh, Sylvia says, I love to see him die. I assume you're talking about uh, Beta. Singer Trick writes, I love the finale. Only thing at at all that I wished had been different was I wish Negan could have had Lucille and broken her on ...on his back and then let Daryl stab him in the eyes. Now, we're going to go to Beta here in a second. Now, Beta was taken down by the team effort of Daryl and Negan. Which a lot of us here predicted. You know, not big of a surprise there. But who do you guys give credit more for the Beta kill? Daryl or Negan? Yeah, we all know Daryl is the one that plunged the daggers... Into the guy's eye sockets. But I give the credit more to Negan. Uh, Daryl would not have had that clean shot. If Negan had not shown up. And Beta just turned all his rage and focus. uh, Onto Negan. And that gave the opportunity for Daryl. To step on in. And take him out. Uh, So I give the credit. For the beta kill. Yeah. Daryl as well. But I give the majority of the credit to Negan. And I love how. As he's collapsing to the ground. Surrounded by the walkers. Getting eaten to death. He is uh, dinner. For his guardians. And as he's dying. We have that flashback scene. And of course we see the mask. Finally get pulled off his face. We get to see. You know, we get to see Ryan Hurst, who plays Beta, and I love how Negan recognized him as the famous country singer. He didn't say that, but he turns to Daryl and he says, "Did you know who that guy was?" And yeah, and I love Daryl's answer. Yeah, nobody. Daryl don't. Daryl doesn't give a shit. He really doesn't. Uh, it's the same thing he said about Morales in uh, season eight in All Out War. When uh, Morales had Rick at gunpoint and Daryl came in from behind and took him out with his crossbow and Rick was trying to explain who he was, he Daryl knew. He's like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, let's see what else. Summer writes, man, I hope Virgil, Virgil don't do anything crazy to Connie. We don't know what the deal is with Virgil. I don't think he's bad, uh, but... I think those two are going to team up, and they're going to find their way back, uh, back to Alexandria. Uh, Virgil has never seen Alexandria. Virgil's only been to Oceanside. Let's see. Uh, Khaleesi writes, fingers crossed. Stone Walker writes, I watched the video saying that the ninja person is Morgan. No, uh, please, can we get past that? Uh, Khaleesi also writes a beautiful death. Uh, let's see, just scrolling through the chats here. Uh, Stone Walker writes, "I thought Connie was the ma- it's not, I'm not talking about the masked person anymore. It's nobody." Uh, let's see, Sylvia Kennedy on Facebook writes, "Oh my God, I missed the last 15 minutes of The Walking Dead. I missed it, Connie." Oh, you missed a lot. That sucks. You definitely got to go back and watch it. That Carol scene, and Sylvia, we're completely spoiling it here, but, you know, it's three days after it aired. Uh, That Carol scene when uh, she told Lydia to go go away, Carol took on the burden of getting rid of the Horde. She was going to lead them off the cliff. And I love that moment when Lydia comes back, grabs her her by the hand, and leads her away from the Horde. And the Horde continues on, walking over the cliff. That moment between Lydia and Carol was awesome. I loved it. Those two bonded. It makes me afraid for Lydia now, because we all know what happens to... uh, to people who get close to Carol, unless your name is Daryl, you know, especially younger people like Lydia. So I hope she doesn't befall the same kind of doom as Carol has had, you know, in regards to uh, with other children in her character's arc. But I love that moment. I love that moment between Carol and Lydia. I thought that was beautiful. Uh, Lydia going back for her and... Carol telling her, I told you to go, and Lydia saying, you know, I chose for myself, basically, to come back. She, you know, she didn't quite say it in that way, but, you know, she made the choice for herself to come back and save Carol, which is great. Carol wanted Lydia's mother, you know, dead, Alpha. And to see those two form a bond is not one that we would have saw coming eight episodes ago in the mid-season. But those two, they, they're, they're going to get tight. They're going to get really tight. Let's see. Uh, Stonewalker writes, I wanted Daryl to say, sing me a song. Let's see what's going on on Instagram. Water Lutz has given us a thumbs up. Uh, let's see. Uh... In the, uh, you guys are talking about Rick. Ah, you guys are still stuck on Rick. Rick, Rick is not coming back to the movies, till the movies, guys. Get Rick out of your mind. It's going to be a while. You're going to see him again, but it's going to be a while. Um, Anthony is with us from Brazil. Welcome, Anthony. So, let's see, Jaros. Is with us on Facebook. Misty is with us on Facebook. Wants to know when does the new season 10 come out on Netflix. Supposedly sometime this month. Uh, Sometime this month it's going to be released on Netflix. It could be any day. It literally can be any day. Um, And you're just going to turn on Netflix one day here soon. And you'll see season 10 right there. Uh, Khaleesi writes, sorry, uh, Summer writes, Don't be Stonewalkers. Lindsay Sparks writes, yes, I agree with you, Viz, about Beta's death. Um, so, just reading through you guys' chats. Uh, Summer writes, can you blame them, Viz? Rick is oh so yummy. Oh, come on, Summer. Get your mind out of the gutter. So, if you guys want to talk about the, uh, the finale, Please give me a call. The number is right there. Uh, Let's go on to World Beyond. We had uh, the star on last night, Iris Bennett, played by Aaliyah Royale. Uh, I enjoyed the premiere. It was exactly what I thought it would be. Character introduction. That's, you know, that's what uh, pilots are. We got some plot twists. In the whole Elliot mom and uh, Iris's, and Hope's mom thing that's going to be unfolding. Aaliyah described all the crazy stuff that uh, we are in store for over the the next nine episodes of World Beyond. I told Aaliyah yesterday that I did not trust Elizabeth, who is played by Julia Armand. Up until the very end, I still don't trust her, but I don't know if she's, you know, a, a good person or a bad person. Uh, she wanted Iris and her sister to leave the colony because she knew they were going to come in and slaughter the colony. Why did they slaughter the colony? I have no freaking clue. The my best guess as to why the CRM slaughtered the Omaha colony is because they have plans for Iris's and Hope's dad, Leo Bennett, and they knew that if they left him alive after a while, they were going to start asking questions, so their grandmaster plan was to kill everybody. That's the best that I can come up with. Uh, I'm sure we're going to find out why they decided to slaughter the whole colony. Uh, We're going to find out why Elizabeth wanted Iris and Hope, at least those two, to not be there when the slaughter happened. I cannot even guess as to why she wants them to survive, especially if the CRM... Has plans for their dad that are nefarious so no idea Uh, a lot of questions the next episode is where it's really going to get interesting we have four teenagers outside the safety of their walls who have never uh, have come face to face with any kind of real walker threat and they are outside of their, the safety of their walls into the real world. The world that we have all been seeing on The Walking Dead in fear for many, many years now. So we know what they're going to face. They have no idea. They think they might face an obstacle or two here and there. Maybe a, stra- a straggler, walker along the way or an empty, as they call them. That's what they call them on... Um, World Beyond, they're empties. Uh, But as far as, man, they're going to be running into hordes. They don't realize that the biggest threat out there is not really from walkers. It's from survivors that you are going to find along your journey. And they're not just going across the state. They are going from Omaha, Nebraska to New York State. And as Elliot said, it's like an 1100 mile journey on foot. The way I see it working out is they don't make it there. Who's ever still left of them. I'm sure we're going to be meeting characters. Obviously, pretty positive we're going to be meeting new characters on their journey. Some will join them. We are going to lose some of them. Because that's what happens in this world, uh, so I'm very fascinated and interested, you know, with next week's episode and beyond. Aaliyah yesterday told us that her favorite episode is episode number four, so that's in three weeks. Uh, she said that's the one that is going to kind of it's going to kind of blow us away. So episode four of the world beyond, is what Aaliyah told us to look out for. Uh, Amir on YouTube writes, I mean, Elizabeth definitely heard that they got message from their dad. CC Weezy writes, the CRM is definitely not a good organization. They hold people against their will and force experiments. Yep. Uh, Zanders writes, I really enjoyed the premiere. It was basically an intro to a new world. It had a Fear of the Walking Dead vibe because there were so many people and characters in the very beginning. I'm very much looking forward to the world beyond. I am as well. I totally agree with you, Xanders. Uh, Stone Walker, right? So zombies officially have no weakness like Z Nation. Uh, Z Nation. I know that was very popular, but I was never. I never. I gave Z Nation a really good chance. I gave it several episodes. It was just a little too quirky for me. So I did stop watching Z Nation after episode number four. But I know it was very popular. I know a lot of people loved it. I just personally cannot get into it. If you're going to make a zombie movie and it's going to have a comedy element, then make it a comedy. I, love, I enjoy those. Uh, Zombieland. I love the movie Zombieland. Don't do a little bit of both. Trying to make it scary and comical too. That doesn't work for me. Pick a direction and go with it. That was my biggest, that, that is my biggest complaint against uh, Z Nation. And that's just something I couldn't get into very much. Emilia um, writes, do you think they will meet someone from The Walking Dead or Fear? I don't know. But guys, as I've said before, and the premiere just confirmed it for me. As soon as Elizabeth handed that map of New York State over to uh, Hope and Iris, uh, you guys realize that's where Rick Grimes is. And they are heading to the location that Rick Grimes was taken to after he left that island that Michonne found evidence that he was still alive. All right. So if I was to guess to what happened to Rick Grimes based on what we have seen on The Walking Dead so far and what we saw on World Beyond, this is my guess. Rick was flown from that bridge that he blew up along with Jadis to that island where Virgil took Michonne. Probably because that's where he got the medical attention to bring him back to health somewhat. Uh, And then after he was well enough, he got shipped off to New York. Now, was it his will to go? Was it against his will to be taken to New York? That I don't know. None of us know. Only the writers and the producers and Scott Gimple know. Uh, But I'm fascinated. But we could sort of piece together a timeline. And that's what World Beyond is going to give us. World Beyond, as I've stated before it premiered, it's going to be the big lead-in into the Rick Grimes movies. So we know Rick was at that island where Virgil took Michonne. We know this. His boots are there. Michonne found the drawing of her. Uh, He was there. How long, we don't know. And then when we go to the World Beyond premiere that we saw, and as soon as Elizabeth hands Iris and Hope that map of New York State, I've been saying this, that, you know, more than likely he's been taken to New York. And boom, that's the map that they get. So, that's what, in my opinion, that's exactly what happened, uh, based on what we have seen on the screen so far. And whether Rick is still there, the timelines don't match up, World Beyond takes place 10 years after what they call the Sky Fell, which is the start of the zombie apocalypse, uh, that is well behind the Walking Dead timeline to when Rick disappeared. Uh, it was maybe, let's see, they're, let's say they're at 17 years right now into the apocalypse. He's been missing for about seven years. You know what? I could, you know, I'm probably, they probably do match up. If you take into account the big time jump after Rick disappeared it probably, the timelines do kind of line up to where around 10 years after the apocalypse, Rick could very well be in that New York location. So, let's see. Khaleesi writes, Viz, I've had so much on my mind that until you said that last night that Hope shot Elton's mom, I was in shock. I did not see it. I did not know how I missed it. And what Khaleesi talking about is that whole flashback sequence where Elton's mom shot Iris's and Hope's mom and Hope picks up the gun. This is young Hope. It's a flashback. Hope picks up the gun, points it at Elliot's mom, who is pregnant at the time with uh, Elliot's unborn sister, and an explosion happened behind her. Okay, I guess a lot of people missed that. A lot of people, even Aaliyah, who stars in the show, missed it. There's an explosion that happens behind her, and that is what causes Hope, Young Hope, to accidentally pull the trigger, killing Elliot's mom. Uh, so if you guys missed that, go rewatch that scene again. You'll see exactly when the trigger is pulled. It's simultaneous to an explosion that happens behind them. Uh, So that's what Khaleesi is talking about right there. Xanders writes, I'm pretty sure that Rick has a lot to do with The Walking Dead World Beyond, but it won't make sense until we see the Rick movies. Well, you're mostly right. Uh, It will start making more sense... ...as we get way deeper into World Beyond. Probably not this season of World Beyond... ...but I'm thinking... ...the start of Season 2 of World Beyond... ...and towards the latter half... ...of the final few episodes of World Beyond... ...the Season 2. Remember, World Beyond is only going to be on for two seasons. It's a limited show. It's only on for two seasons... ...and I've said this before... ...I think it's primarily being made... Just to lead us into the Rick Grimes movies, and uh, so we'll see about that. We'll see how that works out. Lindsay Sparks writes, "I like the fact that the Walking Dead World Beyond is not based on the comic books. They can do exactly. They can go whichever way they want." Cece Weezy writes, "Elliot's mom shot Hope, and um, well, she did not shoot Hope. Elliot's mom shot." Uh, Iris and Hope's mom and in return Hope shot Elton's mom that's messed up But like I said it was done because she was holding the gun to her young Hope was holding her at gunpoint she was just reacting because that lady just killed her mother but whether she was going to pull the trigger on her own I don't think so but she had her finger on the trigger the explosion happened behind her and the gun goes off, and it kills Elliot's mom. Uh, Janstep says Elton had his mother's picture, which confirmed for, for us that it was the woman that did kill Iris's and Hope's mom. Uh, Amir wants to know how many episodes have each season. Are you talking about World Beyond? It's going to be 10 episodes for Season 1 and an unknown number of episodes of Season 2 probably 10 again for season two, but season one only has 10. So we have nine more weeks left of world beyond. And just like Aaliyah said yesterday on the show here, it's she, it's going to get crazy. And we see that coming. We know, like I already said, we know what these kids are in store for out there. They have no clue, but man, uh, seeing how they set that up in the premiere If I was the writers on World Beyond, just think of the fun you can have writing all these different stories, which I'm sure they had a lot of fun writing it up, and we're going to see some crazy stuff happen on the screen. Uh, And uh, they are in for a surprise. Xanders writes, I'm excited for the return of fear. So am I. Guys, we are not done with premieres. This Sunday, we are getting the premiere of Fear the Walking Dead. I am super jazzed about that. Uh, get to see what happens with Morgan. The whole new way that this season is going to go on Fear. It's going to be very much character based on individual characters as opposed to them in a group. So I'm super jazzed about that as is Xanders. Uh, so damn, we're 41 minutes already into this. Uh, we did get a new video that I want to show you guys. I posted this earlier uh, this afternoon on our social media, Walking Dead Now. This is a submission from Kat, uh, our head writer, and also a video contributor of ours. So let's go ahead and play it. It's called Rain. Uh, The reaction has been amazingly awesome for this video. So for those who have seen it, you're going to see it again. For those who haven't seen it, check it out. You guys have it another great video by Kat uh, always love her song choices that was fabulous thank you Cat, for submitting it I loved it it's getting a kick-ass reception uh, throughout our social media network she does a great job and that was an awesome uh, video and an awesome song choice so we have like less than we have around less than 14 minutes do you guys want to continue talking about the finale and world beyond Or do you want us to start on tonight's topic, which is epic one-on-one battles? Uh, Which way do you guys want to go? You pick. You guys pick. You want to start the topic, which we're not going to finish. Or do we save epic one-on-one battles for a later date and continue talking about the finale of The Walking Dead and the premiere of World Beyond? And, of course, the premiere of Fear that we're going to get this coming Sunday, the 11th. You know, I'm leaning more towards continuing talking about the finale and World Beyond and saving this topic because I don't want to just rush through it because there have been so many epic one-on-one battles on the Walking Dead uh, universe, you know, between Fear and the Walking Dead. I want to give it its proper due time. So, what questions would you... I mean, I want to hear from you guys watching. What stuff that I have not mentioned in regards to the finale of The Walking Dead, in regards to the premiere of uh, World Beyond, that's on your mind? Uh, Oh, Khaleesi is asking, how did you like Lydia throwing the mask over? I thought... As I told Greg Nicotero, uh, who's our guest on mon- this past Monday, I loved that scene. The cinematography on that was phenomenal and just a great way to express uh, sort of metaphorically the official end of the Whisperer War. Now, what do you guys think as far as any leftover Whisperers? Do you guys think that they all got killed uh, either by getting eaten by walkers or in one, you know, hand-to-hand combat with uh, our survivors? Uh, Or do you think that there's still some left and they just scattered into the four winds or something? We're not going to see them again. I don't think we're going to start season 11 or the six extra episodes we're getting in early 21 with any any whisper, like we saw with the saviors in season nine, how some you know how a lot of them tried to be integrated, I don't think we're gonna see that here. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see any other whisper ever again. So I guess we're just left to assume that the majority of them were killed. either they got eaten, uh, they got eaten. Or they died in hand-to-hand combat when Daryl said, you know, they had to go in and start taking them out one at a time because there was no way of separating them. So that's my opinion. I don't think we're going to see any more. Lindsay Sparks writes on Facebook, I thought that scene when Lydia throws the mask down the cliff was kind of freeing. It was great. It was very symbolic. It was very symbolic in an awesome way To show us that this chapter, the Whisperer War, is over. Um, CC Weezy wants to know, what did Gabriel mean by telling Judith to pass the message to Rosita, half orange? There's actually an article about that, that I have here. Uh, I really don't know. Uh, Let's see what that article says. Uh, There's something in here about what uh, Gabriel told her. Let me find it. It's somewhere here. Oh, did you guys hear, by the way, that a whole bunch of Instagram fans were giving Norman Reedus some shit because he posted a picture of him saying goodbye to his friend uh, Ryan Hurst, Beta, and dedicating a post to him uh, and his time on the show. And a lot of fans got upset who follow Norman Reedus because they blamed him for spoiling the finale that they have yet to see. And just like I tell you guys, if it's aired on TV, uh, we're going to talk about it. All right. I did not talk about the finale, even though I saw it on Thursday. This is actually the first day where I'm talking about it one-on-one with you guys. Monday we had Greg Nicotero and Tom Savini and Anthony Tippone. Yesterday we had Aaliyah. This is the first day, uh, but it's free game now. Whether you've watched it or not, if you haven't watched it and you don't like spoilers, uh, please don't watch. And that's why it really upset me, it pissed me off that a whole bunch of people gave Norman Reedus grief over posting a goodbye picture to his friend, Ryan Hurst, who awesomely played Beta on the show. I mean, they follow the guy, and, you know, the mentality is the same. Okay, it's a day or two after the finale is aired. Sorry you have not watched it yet, but it's out there, alright? If you've been saving it, don't go on social media. And especially if you're following anyone who uh, is related to The Walking Dead. Whether it's a cast, crew members, fan sites of The Walking Dead. Because if you don't want it to be spoiled, and you are following these people, and yet you are going on Instagram, you have no one else to blame but yourself. So that really pissed me off. Anyway, uh, about the half-orange... We see the... There is an article about the half-orange. Let's see. What was Gabriel's bravest moment? I'm just reading through the fluff here. When the line of defense looked like it was about to fail, Gabriel chose to stay behind. Uh, He shared a message uh, to Rosita to let her know how much he cared about her. The romantic relationship between Gabriel and Rosita... Came as a big surprise. Yeah, 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 we know that. Uh, after Alexandria, survivors took refuge in the hospital, referred to as the tower. Okay, the significance of his me- message, which is, Tu eres mi media naranaja, is a common idiom to Spanish speakers, since it's commonly used to state that you are my other half. So there you go. Uh, you are my other half. The line is also used to reference soulmates, husbands, wives, or the love of someone's life. So there you have it, CC Weezy. That is the meaning behind Gabriel's message uh, to Rosita that he gave to Judith. He's basically telling Rosita that... I'm going to get really corny here. He is telling Rosita that she completes him. (laughs) To quote a line from the movie Jerry Maguire, uh, and that is beautiful. It's a great message, and uh, so there, you, there you have it. Uh, there's the answer, uh, you know. And uh, Saz wrote it up there. Saz uh, knew exactly what it was referencing to. Emir uh, writes, I wanted to, I wanted beta, I wanted the beta kill scene would be more long. A lot of people have said that. They wanted the beta scene, kill scene, to be longer. I thought it was beautifully done. Okay, uh, it, was, it was perfectly not too long and not too short. It was dramatic. They gave him an ending befitting him. His final death was uh, him getting eaten by his precious guardians. And if you guys are asking yourself, well, how the hell did two knives in the eyes did not kill him Uh, the way it's explained is when Daryl went and stabbed him in the eyes he went down not straight back into the brain Daryl went into his eye sockets and went down so the knives did not touch his brain did not get near his brain but penetrated downward that's why he pulls him out or else if it went through his brain, he would have been dead right there. I mean, he would not be pulling knives out of his own skull. So that's why he survived that knife attack. Um, uh, and of course he fell back and the walkers ate him. So his beta's official cause of death is not Daryl stabbing him in the eyes. Beta's official cause of death is eaten by zombies. That is how, uh, Beta officially went. So, if any of you guys were wondering how he did survive the two knives in the eyes, that's exactly how it went down. So, that's, you know, that's that's what's going on with that. Uh... Khaleesi writes about the Norman Reedus thing. Everyone gets their panties in a wad. I mean, come on. You know, you're going to blame Norman Reedus and throw shit his way for making a post on Instagram saying goodbye to his friend? Get a life. Get a life. Stay off the internet. If you haven't watched the Walking Dead season finale, and it's been at least 24 hours since it aired... And you follow Walking Dead cast members, Walking Dead fan sites on social media, but yet you do not want it to be spoiled, you're living in La La Land. You're living in a fantasy world. It ain't going to happen. I mean, if I'm ever watching a show uh, that I have not quite seen yet, I'm a couple, let's say a day or so behind, I stay off social media. Because I know it's going to get ruined for me. It's as simple as that. Get your ass off Instagram. If you haven't watched the finale and you don't want it to be ruined for you, get your ass off Instagram. It's that simple. Lindsay Sparks on Facebook writes, I watched The Talking Dead and Ryan Hurst, the guy who played Beta, uh, said he liked the way he died on The Walking Dead. I loved the way he died. Uh, Wasn't too long, wasn't too short. I loved the team effort between Negan and Daryl. It was fabulous, it was amazing. Uh, It was perfect for me. Some people complained that it happened too early in the episode. There was a lot of loose ends that needed to be tied up in this episode. Uh, A lot of loose ends. Connie, the Commonwealth, Beta, the Horde. Uh, Yeah, what did you guys want? Beta to be the last one on the list? No. No, it doesn't work like that. Uh, I thought his timing was perfect. It was perfect. Uh, We saw him all crazy in the first half of the show. And we also saw how smart he was telling his fellow whisperers because he figured out that they were in that hospital taking them out with the arrows. They were picking out the whisperers from the horde and shooting them with the arrows. And that's when he said that he told his Whisperers to tighten the Horde. And that's when the the survivors realized that, okay, the arrow thing worked for a little bit of picking them off, but in the end, everyone had to go into the Horde, and you got to pick him out and take it to hand, hand-on-hand, one-on-one combat. And what did you guys think of the song that was playing uh, in the Wagon? You know, the Pied Piper song that they picked. The Clash, Burning Down the House. Loved it. What a perfect song choice. Uh, It just, I don't know, it just added to the mood of that epic, you know, scene of them leading the Walkers away. Khaleesi writes, oh my gosh, I loved it. I loved it. I love that song. That's such a great song choice for that scene. Anyway, guys, this has been a fun hour. Uh, I'm glad I finally I brought you guests to help break down the finale. I brought you guests to help break down the premiere of World Beyond. I really enjoyed tonight to just be able to talk to you guys one on one, just us. Uh, you know, we got the our guests' input, the people who made the show, who starred in the show, and I'm glad tonight that I just got to talk with uh, just between me and all of our viewers and our team. You guys are fabulous. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, Amir writes, I'm trying to look into what they will do with the leftover live whisperers. We discussed that. We don't know if there are any left alive whisperers. And if they are, they've scattered to the four winds. We're not going to see another whisperer ever again on The Walking Dead. This is not going to be like the Savior War where we're going to see... Uh, saviors pop up in season 9 of the on the Walking Dead. Anyway guys, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please visit our website deadtalklive.com. See all our uh, upcoming guests, prior guests, featured episode, recent episodes, social media links, everything is right there. Visit us on YouTube our channel's name is called Walking Dead now. please go ahead and subscribe if you have not yet done so. If you're there right now, please hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. I'll be back on the air again uh, tomorrow night. And until then, guys, remember, stay walking.